Broadcasting live from Judy Greer's Christmas sweater, this is Pop Culture Reference, your one-stop reference for all things pop culture. I'm one of your hosts, Seamus Connolly. And I'm Garrett Strother. And this week we got another pretty light news week, but in our main segment we're going to be discussing the absolutely brand spanking new Halloween Kills that just came out this morning as of recording, last (laughs) night as of recording. Uh, We caught up on the original and the 2018 uh, sequel, which neither of us had seen, and... I'm I'm real I'm real excited to talk about this one, regardless of the uh, quality that we'll get into later. Yeah, but first we've got some news. One piece of news, to be precise. Will Poulter has joined the cast of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Three as the much coveted role of Adam Warlock. In honestly a hilarious, maybe power move by James Gunn to just drop that info on Twitter out of nowhere. Well, it's because I think it leaked, and then he was like, well, yeah, I won't lie to you guys. I didn't hear that leak. I was blindsided when I saw the official news. Will Poulter is a good actor. And I think a lot of people are dunking on him because it's like, oh, the guy with the eyebrows? He looks like Sid from Toy Story. <laughs> oh but my god, he kind of does look like and Sid give, does. He's probably going to get Marvel ripped for this. Which, oh yeah. I, mean, I don't condone that, but it is what it is. And what do you mean you don't condone that? I just think it's stupid. I, I have a whole... Th- we could get into this another time, Seamus, <laughs> but I have a whole thing about how I think... It's ridiculous how ripped every single... Paul Rudd doesn't need to have an eight-pack. It's just... He doesn't... Yeah, I guess. I feel like Paul Rudd's always been fit, though. I mean, well, yeah, if but you want to... There's a difference between, like, fit and, like, what what they're doing in those in those movies, you know? And that's, I know the 80s fair. had the same thing. It's not anything new or specific to Marvel. But, I mean, at least in the 80s, you had, like, John Rambo and, and Arnie, but you also had, like, Dad Bod... Bruce Willis, you know, Dad Bod, Kurt Russell for a lot of them. Yes, that, that's he, like he's got the perfect like middle ground, I would say, because he's still got like kind of muscles, but when he puts on like a tight tank top in every role he plays, you can kind of see the gut. He has a body that looks like a real person. Yeah, that's what it is. Wow, you heard it here first, folks. It's crazy. Uh, but but, Will, Will but Poulter... back to Will Poulter, I would also always, you know, dog him for his eyebrows. But in the last, like, three things that I've seen him in, he's been kind of incredible. So I'm I'm very excited for this. I think this is an example of people don't know how acting works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Of that I, I'm not saying he's going to be perfect for the role, or he's going to do an amazing job or anything like that, but I think he has the capacity to be good for the role and do an amazing job, you know? For sure, for sure. And I actually just serendipitously rewatched Guardians 2, like, last week, and a lot of the stuff with the, um, I forget what the gold people are called. The Sovereign. I've yeah, seen they're, a lot of times. They're weird, you know, they're, whatever they make in a weird incubation pod that's going to be their, like... I guess, vengeful savior. Adam Warlock is supposedly going to kill the Guardians of the Galaxy whenever he gets out of that little pod, right? Yeah, and I think a lot of people are kind of expecting him to do a turn where he, like, befriends the Guardians. And they could do that, I guess, but they don't necessarily have to. I think everybody's just so caught up on the fact that in the comics, he's the one that wields the Infinity Gauntlet. Like, 
Oh, he does? Yeah, he's the one who uh, comes in and really saves the day in uh, Infinity War, or whatever they call that in that. No kidding. In the comics, I, see, I can't remember now. I know incredibly little about Adam Warlock in general, even after that big reveal way back in 2016 that Guardians 2 came out. 2015, I think, maybe even. Oh, wow. So long ago. Doing my bare minimum research, it was still just like, like I kind of wanted to wait in my mind. I was like, oh, yeah, they'll bring in this Adam Warlock guy soon enough. It's been eight years or whatever. But, you know, I, I'm excited to see what, weird stuff they could do with him if they're gonna do some infinity stuff i know they're kind of done with the infinity stones and all that because of loki and they kind of put the kibosh on those stones now but i don't know maybe he could be more of a fun counterpart to the guardians that'll last longer than a movie not necessarily making him like part of the crew or whatever since they have thor now or whatever but i mean this is also the finale of the guardians story and i think more than other third movies in a Marvel trilogy, this will actually probably be a conclusion to the story that's been being told over the course of the first two Guardians movies. I think there's going to be less Thor in it than they're probably advertising there will be. I think there's probably going to be... You know, Adam is going to play more of a thematic role, probably similar to like an ego in Guardians mm, 2, mm. than like a huge universe-shattering you know, Thanos-type role. Well, either way, like like you were saying, I have full faith in Will Poulter as an actor in general, and personally, I don't mind if he gets super ripped, because I think he, people need to stop bagging on those eyebrows. He needs to be, like, ripped eyebrows oh, guy. You hear about, like, what happened with Kumail, and he was like, oh, it was great for, like, two months, and then now there's all this pressure, and anytime I gain weight back, they're like, oh, Kumail's going back to pre-Marvel Kumail, and all this. It, it, oh, like, God. It just sucks. That sucks. You know, yeah, that's pretty terrible. I'll say that. And I love Kumail Nanjiani, and he can look however he wants. Yeah, exactly. I mean, honestly, he's one of the people, especially in Eternals, that I'm like, where I look at him and I kind of praise that marvelization, like that Chris Pratt syndrome of, like, schlubby dork to absolutely ripped Adonis body. But. I didn't hear that he was kind of struggling with that. I, that makes me feel a lot worse about kind of being all in on Jacked Kumail. Anything else to say about Adam Warlock, Seamus? I guess not. Like I said, I've I've got such a small understanding in the comics, and I have no idea what they're really going to do in the MCU right now. So I'm just kind of looking forward to Guardians 3. I know that's, that's coming up closer than I could probably comprehend i i keep i think it's about to start shooting i think you've got a little bit of time oh good good because yeah these like between black widow shang chi and eternals i'm like those are supposed to come out next year i swear to god and i'm I'm so far behind it's because they've been supposed to come out next year for three years (laughs) yeah maybe that's it maybe that's it but should we move on to today's main segment let's do it Today's main segment is the brand spankin' new Halloween film, Halloween Kills, which is technically Halloween 3, even though it's really like Halloween 12. Oh, what a film, Garrett. Did you enjoy watching this in the middle of the damn night? Was it worth it to you? Not even a little bit, Seamus. <laughs> I, I would way rather be sleeping right now. I mean, not right now, but I would way rather be sleeping at <laughs> 1 a.m. last night when I was still watching this movie. Yeah, I would have I traded that watch time for some sleep. It was like, 
And also considering me and you, we sat down together and we watched the original 1978 John Carpenter Halloween, which is always a blast. And then we watched the 2018 sequel, Halloween, which, which is like actually way better than I would have ever thought it could be. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't like my favorite, and I still think there were some tonal issues I had with it and everything, but on the whole, it was a fun slasher movie and honored the the Halloween lore and did some interesting things with it. Although, I think part of the problem with this movie that we'll get into in spoilers is the fact that there's not enough Halloween lore to, like, yeah. really honor. It's just kind of a movie. And, um... <laughs> yeah, man. I for, for Halloween 2018, I would say, in my mind, having not seen any of the actual, you know, legacy of Halloween sequels that there is, I... In my mind, I was like, if this was the only sequel, would that make me happy? If I saw this movie randomly, having only seen the first one, am I am I satisfied with that? And sure, there are some, like, they throw in bits in that first one or whatever, but yeah, I, I think it was still, even also compared to Halloween Kills, like, so, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Also, I like the bits in, in 2018. I think they're, <laughs> yeah, they're fun. The Bon the- Me sandwich bit, very yeah. good. Like, I mean, they're not all great, but overall, I think they're enjoyable little lighthearted moments. Uh, and something this movie, Halloween Kills, could have used more of. I think this movie was way too self-serious. Yeah, seriously. My God. I feel like maybe there was one of one or two moments of levity that I even was like, what are we doing here? Are we leaning into the... The crazy stuff that's happening with the plot, or are we gonna we gonna divert a little bit like we need to be warmed up still like the first movie? Yeah, I don't I don't get it because this movie is trying so hard to be about something. Its tone feels so different, I think, from the twenty eighteen one. Mm-hmm. Uh there's way too much violence. And I sound like an old man, but it's just way too violent. It's not, it doesn't, it becomes not scary. Higher body count does not equal more scary. And yeah, especially in a horror movie like this, where darkness and being alone are like a big psychological factor. A lot of the things in this new movie are in full brightness in a crowd of people where, like, any of the mystery or suspense is fully just sucked out of it because of the way it's shot and shown. I just don't think that I'm interested in this movie's interpretation of the Halloween story. I don't like how forcefully invested in the previous movies and making connections to the previous movies it is. There are some parts of it I liked. I liked the inclusion of uh, Anthony Michael Hall's character, Tommy. I thought that was fun. I liked bringing back some of the original cast members, but I mentioned this before the show, every single, like, background character in Halloween 2018 gets, like, full storylines in this <laughs> yeah. movie, and I'm like, why? Why do? Why are we spending time on this? Yeah, in, in this version of Haddonfield, I feel like we care about a very select few characters, and I know it's supposed to be, like, a a living town that are, is all affected by what Michael Myers has done and what, you know, the effects of that lingering through generations, but I don't care about some of them, and, and they don't put in the work to allow us to care about them 
past like, oh, they live in Michael Myers town. We better hope they don't get their head cut off or whatever. And to be fair, you know, it's not like the first movie off of which this is all spawning does a tremendous amount to make us care about any of the characters that aren't Laurie Strode. Maybe Tommy. <laughs> that first one, it's, it is truly just like a base slasher. I want to jump into spoilers as soon as we can, just because I want to just shout out the things that are insane about this new movie. I agree. But to recap, if you are my parents and saw the trailers for this movie <laughs> and were interested in seeing this movie and were going to catch up on the Halloween franchise in order to see this movie, do not. I second that. <laughs> it's not good. I think that there is, there are things I admire about it. I admire how crazy it is. I admire the fact that they are trying to do something new and original, but it just does not stick the landing and it doesn't feel like Halloween to me. I think if this weren't a Halloween movie, I would be a lot more lenient with it, even though there are still some things that really would make me roll my eyes. Yeah, I would say that there there's some there's some good moments that I I didn't hate, but overall I thought that the drop off between 2018 and now, I thought with this movie taking place like the second the first one ends, I thought that there was going to be a little bit more uh cohesion between the two, a little bit more like osmosis that I cared about that 2018 one more than this one and they were gonna try to carry it over but it seems like they had ideas for 2018 and they were like well we'll just make a movie that takes place pretty much at the exact same time for all of our ideas that never made it on the page and I don't know it doesn't it doesn't quite stick together as cleanly as I'd like my hot take on this is this trilogy of movies is one movie split across three movies and that there's just not <laughs> enough story to go around. Oh, yeah, this one is just the filler to get from Halloween to Halloween Ends. They couldn't make Halloween and the next movie's called Halloween Ends. You need a trilogy. This one does feel like filler, though. It certainly is a middle chapter. Gosh, yeah. All right, let's talk spoilers, Seamus. Official yeah. spoiler warning for Halloween Kills, Halloween 2018, and Halloween 1978. Uh, this is a middle chapter with a firefighter massacre that I thought they were going <laughs> to really hold their own against Michael Myers a little more. I hated that scene. That was like the scene where immediately <laughs> this movie lost me. I or know, not immediately, it's bad. Because I was actually really into the beginning in the flashback. I thought that was awesome. Oh they yeah, go back we're... to 1978. Yeah. You see the guy who looks like Matthew Modine from Kong Skull Island there, and he's <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. He's the young cop who is somehow still alive after getting stabbed through the neck like an hour before. Yeah, he really. A lot of people get pretty grievously wounded that kind of just walk it off. Who aren't Michael Myers for some reason? But maybe everybody's stem cells in this uh, Halloween <laughs> universe are just heightened. Everyone's in Hattonfield is the brother or sister of Michael Myers, and they have <laughs> Myers genes that let them not die. But I, I liked um, that opening with Jim Cummings, and I should look up the the other guy's name because I just always call him the guy that looks like Matthew Modine. <laughs> yeah. Um, his name is Thomas Mann. Good, to- good on you, Thomas Mann. He, he's a good actor. I like him in everything I see him in. And I I will agree that, like, these flashback sequences are definitely some of the more fun stuff 
in this movie. I feel like there's a lot of hospital things that are bizarre to me. The chanting. I know it's supposed to be like, let's be a mob or whatever, but it, it, just the way yeah, everything happens seems so strange. We'll, we'll get into that. I do want to finish the firefighter discussion. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought he was going to turn into John Wick in that moment, too. I thought he was going to get he, fast all of a sudden. He does, really. Like, I mean, he, he's like slow lumbering John Wick, which is, yeah, I guess just, makes sense. But he is still moving spryer than Michael Myers usually does. Yeah, that's and true. I think my disconnect is not that the things Michael Myers is doing aren't necessarily in character, but the fact that we're being shown them feels very unfaithful to the way that the original is portraying him. So not that the character itself is, like, not based in the 1978 version, but that the way that the film depicts the character. Does that make sense? No, I get what you mean. It's it's very much like, would you ever imagine... Michael Myers just fully squaring up with people, or is he constantly hiding in the shadows, doing his Batman disappear? He's in a closet. He's doing a fake out with a ghost sheet. It's you don't see Michael Myers kill somebody till the third act of Halloween, nineteen seventy-eight, pretty much. Yeah, he's just hiding behind bushes, and he's in that station wagon, and he's doing his creepy thing. But in this one, they're just like, yeah, just give him a line of people in this small town to just kill. Over and over and over again. Yeah. Gosh. It's too much. And even when we get down to something like, this is towards the end of the film, like the crappy boyfriend from Halloween 2018 who we're supposed to just fully forget that he's like a really bad guy. There are bigger things now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Is the idea. That's kind of what I was thinking. It's like, oh, I guess too many people are murdered. You can forgive your cheating boyfriend. But the whole... Like, the other friend who they flash at the beginning of this movie, too, where the the crappy boyfriend's calling his phone. Like, that guy's death means so much less now, I feel like. And mm-hmm. because Even though he was also a slime ball, We see his mom be sad about him in the hospital during the oh, awful, awful <laughs> riot scene. Which That's I just, who that was. I can't understand. Ugh, Them going after the other guy who crashed in the bus? Okay, so there's a whole B-plot in this movie, or a C-plot, really, I guess, about there's two escaped people on the transfer bus. There's Michael Myers and this other guy. And the mob mentality bad message of this movie, (laughs) except when it's not, I guess, except at the end when they all team up against Michael Myers, (laughs) um, goes into this whole sequence where... Anthony Michael Hall is leading a parade of angry villagers with pitchforks and torches around the hospital. Led <laughs> Literally pitchforks at some point. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I don't know if Other patients, too. Ghost, but, um... <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. And, like, I, I don't hate the idea of, like, the mob mentality and this other guy trying not to get his, you know, life ended for being mistaken for Michael Myers, but it seems like they introduce that idea, rush through it, and get to the end point of Hawkins saying, he made us the monsters, like, yeah. in ten minutes, you know? Oh, it was so bad. And <laughs> so bad. Wait, was it Hawkins or was it Brackett? 
Oh, it, it was Brackett. Yeah, was Hawkins Brackett. is in the hospital. I liked bringing with him back. Laurie. I thought that was fun. Yeah, um, sure. I thought it was really forced when he said, Halloween, <laughs> everyone's entitled to one good scare. And I was like, yeah. dude, you don't remember that you said that 40 years ago. Yeah, I'm... no way. No way he is, he's is. he been holding on to that line. And Michael Myers wasn't even there, bro. It was just <laughs> Yeah, you. what the hell? Oh, that's whack. Lori, speaking of... I hope she shows up in the next movie, I guess. I don't know. This She's barely in this one. She wasn't in this one. So yeah. I, I'm not saying I need every movie to be the Lori Michael Myers showdown. She literally is never face-to-face with Michael in this movie. Yeah. That. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's true. I'm pretty sure the description of this movie is a wounded Lori rounds up a mob to uh-huh. hunt down Michael Myers. Which that's what she has on Peacock. N- she has no part in that mob. Period. Not even like joining in at the last second to like be in on it. She's just like she stabs herself with painkillers as if and she then, was gonna like have a big moment yeah, and does, does not leave the room. Also, a lot of the advertising for this film shows Michael Myers standing in front of Haddonfield Hospital, a thing that does not happen. What a weird thing to do. And did does that husband and wife doctor nurse ever come back? Ever? They get murdered, do they? They get murdered. They get murdered and they get oh, put on the yes. merry-go-round. When that, when the nurse from the first movie gets murdered and the other little girl who's being babysat has to fight him with a bag of bricks. Yes, who's actually the actor from the original. It's her. Oh, no way. And the nurse are both the actors from the original, so that's kind of fun. That is, I like that. I had a feeling about the nurse, but I I didn't know about the, the other little girl. That's That's very cool. I like that. I liked that sequence more than the others until Michael started killing people. I like yeah. it when they pull up and they're like, kids, you need to get out of here. We're waiting for our friend. And then Michael's got the head of the kid in the mask, <laughs> trick-or-treat style. Oh, yeah. And uh, just the idea of the kids are like, yeah, this white mask guy is trying to play hide-and-seek with us. I think he's a pervert. Is is I like that. Yeah, That's it fun. was funny. I liked it. And he the way he's standing behind the car is cool. Yeah, yeah. And they really forcefully do the thing where Michael gets on top of the car and hits the <laughs> yeah, glass for the... in exactly the same way that he does in the original. For the nurse and all yeah. that, yeah. They're taking way too much pleasure, I think. Like, the kills are supposed to be too entertaining. They're trying to make the kills too entertaining in this movie. They're like, oh, what if he hit the car her with the car door and she shot herself in the head? Wouldn't that be so cool? Oh, <laughs> that was ridiculous. Knife went all the way through his eyeball, through his skull, up into the car roof. Oh, funny. Oh, uh, yeah. They really they really went for it, didn't they? And, because... I mean, I, that's not, like, the craziest thing to have in a slasher is, like, over the top. But, in like we've been saying, in this franchise specifically, he's like, let me break this guy's neck and, you know, maybe pin him to the wall with a butcher knife or whatever, but... Well, they do the thing... He sets up the haunted house for Laurie at the end, and they do a lot of that in this movie. Every kill, he sets up the haunted house. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Like, okay, he kills five people in the original Halloween. Three of them, he sets up to scare Laurie. Yeah. He sets up her friends. And I also liked in this movie the whole, you know he puts the kids' masks on the dead bodies on the playground. I thought that was fun. Oh, yeah, sure. Or not fun, but you know what I mean. It was in in line with that character. There's too much killing in this movie. 
Yeah, it's not great. There needs to be a little restraint. A lot of horror is, like, not knowing what's happening. And this is all just, like... Wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it suck to get stabbed? I'm like, yeah, I guess, but I knew that. You know, I don't need Michael Myers to tell me that I don't want my neck broken in a square motion in a in a banister on the stairs. You know, it's prolonging these deaths and making in reveling in them so much instead of reveling in the tension leading up to the death. Because yeah, the 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 dad Lonnie. of the boyfriend, Lonnie, Lonnie, uh, who we thought was a great throwaway easter egg mention in 2018 who is now a full character i actually do of all of the stupid like callbacks that this movie does the idea of lonnie having to go into the myers house i actually do like granted i wish they had done the reveal earlier of oh yeah i never actually went into the myers house that's just all a lie they kind of do that like pretty close proximity to when he goes in there too we saw that though in the first movie when Loomis goes, Lonnie, get your ass away from that door. And then <laughs> that's true, that's scatter. True. That is true. Yeah, I don't know. I, they, they, they set it up like they were going to do that with Lonnie. Where he's like, stay here. Dread, like, lock the doors like that'll do anything. And don't come out. And then they immediately go and follow him. The thing is, uh, these people all have first-hand experience with Michael Myers. And th- there's like three people with handguns that think they're going to kill him. Yeah, like, people have fully opened up, like, point-blank to the chest and head, shot this man so many times, even even disregarding all of the sequels that are not in the canon of this movie. Like, he's been shot so many times. These people act like horror movie characters in, a, in such a bad way. All of them are so dumb. That's, like, I guess the trope of horror characters is that they like do stupid stupid things and you yell at them on the screen for like why would you go in there or whatever but even in them being like hey guys let's be smart about it let's all have each other's backs and start a mob and round up the dude and like drive through the streets with all our you know rural town guns and they still manage to fully screw that up go into places alone with weapons that don't work and get murdered so much also after how much the 2018 movie is about the granddaughter, what's her name? Allison, uh, maybe? Uh, I think so. The granddaughter. Clyde. Lori's yeah. granddaughter. This movie's not about Lori, and it's also not about the granddaughter. It's really most, it's all Michael. It's just all Michael. Which is Honestly, kind of a mistake for a horror movie like it this. Is. Like, it's not the way to go. I feel like that was the same. I, I haven't seen it in a long time, but I, I remember the Rob Zombie Halloween remake was a lot of that, where it was like, let's make it all Michael, let's give him like a full origin story and follow him throughout more than anything, like a character that could be a victim of him. And then they yeah, expect too... us in this movie to be like happy with the kill, like the waves of human regular people for Michael to kill if we just get to see him a lot, which is the opposite of what we want, really. It also robs the meaning and impact of the very end of this movie, where Michael kills Lori's daughter, and you think maybe we should care more about that, but the fact that he's been killing so many people, including the entire massacre he just did of all the characters from the rest of the movie, including Tommy and and Officer Brackett and all that. Oh, so sad. Poor Tommy. So, it doesn't 
click. It doesn't connect. It really doesn't. Oh, oh man, yeah, exhausting, truly. And maybe, maybe that is because I watched it in the middle of the night and I just wasn't compelled. But I don't think it's just that, though. I think if you and I had watched it together, I think we would have still. I think we would have had more fun. But I think we still would have been like, "This is stupid." Like, I don't yeah, like. Yeah, sure. I'm uh, a little surprised they didn't get Paul Rudd to do Tommy, because that's who he plays in, like, Halloween 5 or whatever. Oh, what? I didn't know that. Yeah. That is that is so stupid, and I kind of wish they got that, but... Anthony Michael Hall did uh, a good job. There's nothing oh, wrong with totally, Michael yeah. He, him bummering out the talent show at this bar. Like, <laughs> yeah, God. No kidding. Killing the vibe, the smattering of awkward applause after he's like... Michael Myers is coming for you. And everyone's like, all right, man, we're like singing and stuff. There's like a lot of attention given to the picture of the for- like the former bar owner behind the bar. Is that somebody we're oh, supposed yeah. to recognize? Is Maybe. that from one of the sequels? Is- <laughs> I have a feeling that old Huckleberries from one of the sequels, you know? That is just, just like, like a throwaway. Apparently the kids' Halloween costumes are the same as the kids from Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, the one that doesn't have Michael Myers in it. <laughs> what? Wait, the kid, the O'Doyle kids that are bullying the, in the flashback, or the, yeah. the kids no, no, who no, are no, just no, like no, assholes? No, the other, wait, are those supposed to be the same family? The little jerk oh. kids in like the present day, and then the... The kids that bully Lonnie, because Lonnie's picked on just like Tommy, so it's okay that Lonnie bullies Tommy. <laughs> yeah. I I don't remember the actual name of their stupid little redhead family, but I'm sure it, there's some kind of connection there. In in Halloween Ends, they're going to be like, they were so important the whole time, didn't you know? And the whole movie's going to be about them. I did really like the way at the end of the film when Judy Greer looked up at the window and saw young Michael in the window. I oh, yeah. I li- cool. Especially because they're doing like, he used to go up to his sister's bedroom and look out the window, but he was really looking at the reflection at himself or whatever. And then the reflection is of himself there to kill her. It's very, I like that. Yeah, but also just like, again, what? Like, <laughs> yeah, right. right. I, I, I just don't, there's, this movie thinks it's saying something, but it isn't. It's saying nothing. Yeah, yeah. They, because... they just throw in, like, the cop is like, oh, yeah, I used to hang out with that Myers boy. Or whatever. I think that was and... fine. Like, again, everything in the flashbacks really worked for me. It's the what they I, do I... with it in the present day that I didn't like. Yeah, I guess maybe that's why I'm giving him the stupid flashback voice in my <laughs> in my impression of him. But I had little problems, very little problems with the flashbacks, but just... Maybe it should have just been maybe mostly in the 70s. Just make it a, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I think we got the, I thought we got the correct amount of 70s stuff. What did you think of having Loomis? What do you think of showing Loomis? Oh, I mean, he looked great. It, it Was it just old footage? It was just a guy that looks like him, I think. I, I'll say he looked exactly like him. And I, you know, I thought it was fine. <laughs> I also like the idea of him fully running past Michael Myers to go ask the cop, hey, he wasn't murdering anybody in here, was he? Would he Lit- like, literally, <laughs> literally. So obviously there to murder people. He's stand- he would have to have walked past him physically, like gone pretty close to Michael Myers to go ask that cop what happened. 
I also don't buy that Loomis would give up trying to shoot Michael Myers in the head after getting his hand knocked out of the way once. Yeah. If anybody knows the extent of how terrible he was in that one era, in that flashback, he's going to go off and unload his gun. Dr. Loomis, also just the worst man to ever practice medicine. <laughs> yeah. Then again, though, like, even the that cowboy hat sheriff guy was like, yeah, I guess I'll just let everybody murder, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, pretty much. It was bad. It was a bad movie. <laughs> Again, like, they did nothing with him. He he didn't have a character uh, other than just to service this, like, emotionally cheap plot of, like, oh, mob mentality. Oh, he kills himself. Oh, man. Like, even in the last, like, when he's cornered in that hallway with the locked doors, it takes all of 25 seconds for them to cut to him jumping to his death, basically. Yeah. They could have connected the guys who lived in the Myers house with this second guy who's on the run who doesn't want to get murdered. And that would have made both oh, of those stories cool. way better. Like, they that have to harbor cool. him, and maybe they don't know if he is Michael Myers, and maybe he shows up and kills them all anyway. Well, I don't because know. obviously they have, like, a weird thing for true crime and horror and, and Michael Myers. Yeah. He's literally the guy, his dead husband at his feet is like, Michael, you came home. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's so dumb. Good God. This movie, I didn't like it. I would rewatch the opening. Sure, yeah. (laughs) I won't be rewatching this one for Halloween Ends. I could maybe watch 2018 again, because that was pretty solid, but I'm not coming back to this. Or we are only a year off from Halloween Ends, so it's not like we're going to have to remember, you know, it's (laughs) that. We're not going to have to try that hard to remember what happened. Yeah, that's very true. And plus, nothing did happen. Everybody died except for the granddaughter. Yeah, and Lori, and that's the only two characters that we need to really care about. Although the cop made it out, the 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 cop who seemed so dead in 2018. Oh yeah, I guess he's just chilling in the room with Lori, huh? Yeah, talking about how they used to kiss or whatever. Oh yeah, that was strange, but... I didn't mind giving Lori a little bit of humanity. No, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, let's just... Let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, uh, we've said what we need to. It's not great. I hope we get back to jack-o'-lantern decapitation stuff, which, I mean, I guess they flashed that on screen in this movie, but that doesn't count. They need something of that caliber of See, me to say, like, all right, okay. That's the difference. In this movie, they would have shown him, okay, now I gotta cut off the guy's <laughs> head. I'm gonna put the flashlight up. There. Yeah. Like, they, that's they the problem with these movies, or this uh, movie specifically, is that they're, again, way too focused on Michael showing his minutia, showing what happens with him. Bad movie. We actually get to, real quick before we move on, we get to see him scurry on screen in full yes! camera, which was bizarre to see, but I guess makes sense. I hated it. Again, like, why? <laughs> it's not, it's, it's, he should be looming. He needs to do the Batman thing, damn it. They don't even really do a lot of looming. It's just mostly him killing. Yeah. What a movie. What a shame. What a shame. And with that downer of an ending for our main segment, why don't we move on to our pop culture reference this week? Today's pop culture reference is the Halloween franchise continuity. The Halloween franchise is one of the longest-running film franchises in history, dating all the way back to the 1978 original. There were eight sequels to the original, with Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, not following the same story or, in any way, Michael Myers. During several points throughout the original sequel run, 
films opted to ignore one or several of the preceding chapters, creating a confusing and convoluted continuity. Then, in 2007, Rob Zombie rebooted the franchise from a remake of the original film, spawning only one additional sequel before being shut down. Then, in 2018, Halloween superfan and famous comedian Danny McBride helped write a sequel to the original 1978 Halloween, which disregarded all canonical sequels, and somehow came full circle on bad horror sequels by continuing forward through the next and final film, Halloween Ends. We've talked a little bit about potentially maybe doing all the original Halloween movies as a marathon a la our Fast and the Furious style one. And I think it could be a lot of fun, and I think we'd probably have more fun, honestly, than we did watching Halloween Kills. Yeah, I I would be 100% in for that. Not only for the, I'm sure, insanity that they get up to around, you know, past the second movie, my god. But also, I have been fascinated by Season of the Witch since I heard about it, and just the fact that it's such a famous franchise even at the time for having been the third one to just fully left turn try out an anthology it's i would be very excited for that i mean that's a pretty simple little pop culture reference just the fact that halloween doesn't seem to have its continuity together at all yeah and as as we were alluding to in our main segment there very well could have been a lot of references to this other canon with these sequels sprinkled into the new stuff just for flavor or for, you know, Easter eggs, but... Halloween Kills was all for the fans. That was very evident yeah. of, like, every little character from ev- from the first movie gets a whole thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I don't think uh, there's a named character that wasn't brought up in <laughs> Halloween Kills. Oh, man. Well, if we ever do go down the rabbit hole and do a marathon, I think it would be interesting to see where Halloween Kills falls on that list, because I am going to go ahead and guess that it's not in the top three. I'm also going to go ahead and guess it's not in the bottom three. (laughs) (laughs) But shall we save the rec center, Seamus? We shall. Now it's time to save the rec center, where we give you our weekly recommendations. This week, I'm starting us off with a little bit of a variation. I've been going hard on the video games for the last couple weeks for my rec center, but this past week I read the entire run of Tom King's Vision comic run, about 12 issues long, came out in 2015. It is honestly incredible. It is one of the creepiest, even for me trying to avoid, or not necessarily avoid, but not leaning in as hard on the spooky Halloween stuff, it is one of the creepiest comic books I have ever written. Or, whoa, written? You wrote the Vision comic? <laughs> no! It is one of the creepiest comic books I have ever read, just in terms of its Vision building his own synthesoid family to live with, because he is a sad robot man. All of the creepy stuff that goes along with trying to teach other synthesoids, like, what being a person is about and <laughs> a lot of it is very well laid out in terms of you don't really need to know too much about anything previous to this run before reading it they kind of really let you know what you need to and if you've even just watched like WandaVision there's a lot of stuff they pull from this part of the Marvel lore that you could kind of connect the dots to so I would definitely give that a shot. You know, it's only 12 issues. I read it in a couple hours. 
it's it's really good. The Vision by Tom King. I've heard a lot of good things about that run, and even though I'm not very into superhero comics anymore, I I'm definitely interested in checking that one out. Yeah, man, just just for the creepy creepiness, it's it's genuinely very good. But what do you got this week, Garrett? A few days ago on Disney Plus, I watched Muppets Haunted Mansion, combining oh. two of my very favorite things and confirming the fact that Disney owns my soul, whether I like it or not. <laughs> uh, it's really a great time. It's very Muppety, which Disney has not known what to do with them for a very long time. I mean, it's been 10 years since the last good Gosh, Disney yeah. Muppet thing. And I really enjoyed this. It still got cursed Kermit the Frog. They can't get a guy that sounds like Kermit the Frog. <laughs> oh, but no. Gonzo's the lead, so that, that makes everything okay. I would say if you don't know anything about the Haunted Mansion ride, you're still going to have a great time with this. If you're a fan of the Muppets and spooky stuff, definitely you're going to get more out of it if you are familiar with the ride, uh, uh, of course. Or even maybe the Eddie Murphy movie. Oh, thank God. Will Arnett, Yvette Nicole Brown, Taraji mm. P. Henson, Darren Chris, Ed Asner, the late Ed Asner. Oh, no kidding. And a lot of other celebrities make little cameos, which is fun. I enjoyed it quite a lot. There were definitely some things that they could have leaned into that were more Haunted Mansion-y, but overall, as a fan of both of those things, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, man, that sounds like a lot of fun. I... I... Love the Muppets. I have seen the Eddie Murphy movie. I have Disney Plus. I think that's on my list this weekend. It's like 50 minutes, maybe 45 oh, minutes. Nice. And so it would be a nice little appetizer for, I think, if you're going to watch an actually scary movie afterwards. That actually sounds like really good. Or maybe like a cool down after you see something Ooh, real yeah. nasty, too. After you watch Michael Myers put <laughs> light bulbs through people's throats and you're like, uh, oh, maybe not. Oh, I kind of loved that kill, just because of how disgusting it was, if I'm being honest. But, <laughs> oh, yes. But yeah, M Muppets Haunted Mansion. I'll definitely, I'll definitely check that out, man. That wraps us up for this week's episode of Pop Culture Reference. If you want to reach the show, you can tweet us at PCR underscore podcast. Find us at PCR underscore podcast on Instagram and TikTok. Email us at popculturereferencepod at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Give us a like, review, rating, whatever platform you're listening on. Follow me at Strother Garrett on Twitter. And I'm at Walk of Seamus on Twitter. Next week, we're going to be covering Denis Villeneuve's Dune, a movie that seems like it's been coming out for 10 years. I am ecstatic. It's going to be wild. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Probably going to watch it on HBO Max, but maybe you and I will find some, find some time to go over to a multiplex or... Maybe they'll yeah. play it at a, a closer theater. Who knows? We'll plan it out. We'll plan it out. We'll get the experience. But it is streaming same day on HBO Max if you wanna if you wanna watch it that way. Right on, right on. But with that, I think I think we're out of here. Adios, amigos. Bye.